Welcome to Conversations with the Black Girl Blogger podcast, where you will hear amazing human interest stories from everyday people. They will inspire you, they will encourage you, and they will help you to overcome all of what you are going through in your life. I am your host, Aisha Morgan, and let's meet today's guest. So in lieu of me writing my blog, I am going to give y'all updates right here on the podcast about what is going on with me in my life. Um, For all of you who are new, I did have a blog on AishaMorgan.com where I would just talk about everything that was happening in my life. And towards the end, I was recording those blogs as well as writing them. So I kind of felt like to um, not do double work that I would just record it on the podcast. And how is the podcast going? It is going great. Um, I've had some amazing guests that have been fun and very interesting. I've learned a lot. Um, All of my guests have been people that I know so far. And even knowing some of the stories that they are telling, I've learned a lot of additional information um, just from sitting and talking to them for them to tell their story. So you may think that you know things until you start talking to people and you find out um, a lot more. So, you know, this podcast has really, um, really made my place, really validated what I wanted to create. Uh, a place for people to be able to tell stories and feel comfortable. And I do feel like I'm accomplishing that goal. So I'm happy about that. So what is going on with me? Well, the first update I want to talk to y'all about is about my fibroids. And I recently learned that July is Fibroid Awareness Month. Um, That in itself should let you know that it's quite prevalent. And in the black community, it is a lot higher percentages than in other um, communities. So there are plenty of, there are a lot of theories of why uh, women get them and why black women get them more than others. You can do your research. Um, I've researched it on my own and kind of made my own conclusion, but I would like for you to kind of do your own, do your own research. I mean, Google is there at your fingertips for the most part. So, you know, go check it out and Google um, causes of fibroids and treatments. Um, As I've told y'all, I have no plans to get surgery to remove my fibroids. Um, Just to update the last time, well, let me start from the beginning. So I found that I had fibroids a couple years ago when I was pregnant, Um, not with Kingsley, but another pregnancy and I only had one. It was about the size of a quarter. Um, My doctor was not concerned. She did, you know, I was pregnant. So that wasn't even a discussion to have. Um, Like I said, she wasn't concerned because there was only one and it was the size of a quarter. So fast forward to me going through the Dr. Sabi um, eating plan. I took herbs and changed my entire lifestyle. So I pretty much changed my entire I changed my entire lifestyle um not just because of my fibroids but because I just wasn't feeling good 
And so that's when I became vegan. Um, and, you know, I noticed a lot of different changes. Over the course of that time, I was less strict in following the Dr. Savy uh, nutrition guide. So even though I wasn't eating meat, I was eating other things um, that were not on his list. And then over time, I added in seafood, um, mostly shellfish, and then a little bit of chicken here and there. Um, and then once I had Kingsley, I found out that I had four fibroids and they were in varying positions around my uterus, all on the outside. Um, and when I had her, uh, I do feel as though my fibroids kind of hindered me having um, for her to come out because I did have to get induced. So after about nine months, I think she was nine months, uh, my periods were just terrible. I had a lot of cramps, a lot of bleeding, and it was lasting way longer than it ever had. In my head, I thought maybe that was just because this was my first period after being pregnant. And then a couple months went by and it was the same. So I, in my head, I already knew that it had to have been because of my fibroids. I got an ultrasound and lo and behold, I did have more fibroids, just one extra um, fibroid. And then the location of them had changed. Um, so two of them were in the muscle and then two of the three of them were all on the outside. So, um, I decided that I was not going to get the surgery. My doctor was very supportive of my decision, um, and told me, you know, go the route that you feel comfortable with and we will check back in six to nine months to see if they are the same size, if they have decreased, or if they are have been totally eliminated. And so what I did was I have been following Coach Jesse on Instagram for a very long time. It's G-E-S-S-I-E, Coach Jesse. Um, I found out about her from my church. And I went to a woman's conference where she told her story about suffering from fibroids. And her and a doctor, um, two doctors, now it's just one, created this herbal supplement um, meal plan and just total life change uh, program to help women fight against fibroids. And so <laughs> um, I did purchase the plan a couple of months ago, um, and then I did like a consultation, found out that I cannot take the supplements while I'm breastfeeding. So that was probably in May or June, and now we are in July, about to be August, so I have not taken the supplements, but I have changed my eating. Um, not strict, but... Uh, Still weaning myself off meat, I will be 100% honest. So I do eat chicken. Um, lately, I have decreased the amount of chicken that I've been eating to maybe once or twice a week. And I did have pizza a couple weeks ago. So working on it is a slow progress process. It's a slow process um, because... 
for me, like I have to be all in or not all in. So I followed the meal plan um, pretty consistently while I'm home. And then I went on vacation. I was not following the meal plan at all. When I go out, I also don't follow it. I eat whatever I want. Um, But when I'm home, I definitely do follow the meal plan for lunch, for uh, dinner, breakfast. Um, I am now in the very strict meal plan. Well, I'm going into a very strict meal plan where I am mostly drinking, uh, having smoothies, and raw foods, very little cooked meals. Um, And because of that, I feel like I need to not breastfeed and so that I could take the herbs along with following this diet that is going to be a lot stricter to help me eliminate these fibroids. And so two days ago, I just decided that I was going to stop breastfeeding. And it has been a challenge. Um, you know, I talked to Jamel about it and I told him that I'm becoming frustrated. Um, not with stopping the breastfeeding, but while I was breastfeeding, I was becoming frustrated. Because Kingsley eats food, um, but she does nurse for comfort and when she's bored. And then she'll nurse when she's sleepy. So now that I'm not at work, it was becoming a all day event for us, which means that mommy can't get anything done. And so, you know, realizing why she was breastfeeding and it wasn't for nutritional purposes, I decided that it was time to stop. And instead of just weaning her off, um, I... Honestly, she's been weaning lately anyway, because she only breastfeeds um, while I'm working. She only breastfeeds at night to go to sleep and then during her nap in the afternoon. So now that's all cut out. Um, The first day, my heart was breaking because she was whining and crying and I knew why. And I knew all I had to do was just pop my boob out and she would be happy. But, you know, I, I didn't. I held strong, you know, put her to bed. She did not take a nap because she was just fighting it. And we are now on day number three. So um, yesterday she was pretty good until she got tired. And then she was going for my shirt. So uh, Jamel put her to bed and she was knocked out. And then this morning, um, again, you know, she was kind of fussy, but... um, I just gave her something to eat and the guilt that I've been feeling has really been real because I know um, that that's what makes her comfortable. You know, that's what she's used to. But at the same time, um, mommy has to be healthy too. And my fibroids, um, even though, you know, things have been getting better, um, they're still there. And for my own well-being, I know that following the program with the herbs is going to help me because it's helped me in the past. So that's where we are. Like, definitely been a struggle to stop breastfeeding, um, but, you know, she and I are going to get through it. And 
um, you know, updates with me as far as how I feel. My periods have been okay. Um, no cramps, not been super heavy. Uh, maybe the first couple of days, still lasting, still shorter um, time. So where it was almost seven days um, when Kingsley was nine months, it is now like three and then a lingering fifth day. Um, I will notice that I'll get cramps depending on what I eat, not just around my period, just in general, um, where I will get cramps if I eat a lot of sugar or different kind of carbs, um, like anything with white pasta, um, I will get some cramps. So definitely, um, I know how food affects your body just from years of following that. Um, so I know that this is definitely associated with what I'm eating. So I'm trying, I really am trying, but, um, yeah, so I will keep y'all updated. Um, I'm going to start taking my herbs on this week coming up. Um, so yeah, I'll keep you updated. Now, talking about therapy. So if you've listened to the past couple of podcasts or my previous podcast, you know that I'm always throwing in therapy in the mix of my conversations because I am an advocate for going to therapy. Um, I've been in therapy for years off and on, and my recent therapist has been amazing. I absolutely love her. Um, I found her on uh, Therapy for Black Girls website, and she is a part of a group of black and brown therapists um, locally. So, but we do uh, have our therapy sessions online, and that is because of COVID. Um, but it's also convenient now. I mean, at this point, it's very convenient that, you know, I can take an hour out of my day, wherever I am, to log in and start our therapy sessions. So it has been so great and life-changing. Um, you know, I think that therapy gets a bad name because of what we've previously known about it. So when you have a problem or you, you know, have issues with your, in yourself or with other people, you think about therapy, like marriage counseling or whatever. But, you know, therapy is good just to go to, to have somebody to talk to. And it's different from your friends. Like, I know a lot of people are like, well, I talk to my friends. I'm gonna be honest with you. Your friends love you and they care about you. And so as blunt and as raw and uncut as they are when they talk to you, they're still not going to give you the same feedback as a stranger. They're just not. And my therapist um, helped me realize that I am a giver, very much so a giver, 
very much so um, someone who wants other people to be happy and doesn't want people to feel uncomfortable. And there's been a lot of homework that I've had and a lot of discussions that I've had with her. Um, Yes, she gives me homework assignments. And, you know, we both concluded that I don't like for other people to feel uncomfortable, so I don't express my feelings as much as I should. And it doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but over the years, it has caused me to slip into states of depression. Um, My previous therapist called it situational depression, and my current therapist agreed. And the situation is that I am so busy worrying about other people's feelings that I suppress my own so that I don't make them upset or sad or uncomfortable. And when she kind of put it into layman's terms and explained it to me, I'm like, oh my God, I absolutely do that. And there have been days when I'm in therapy and I'll catch myself talking about a situation and defending the person who has wronged me um, in talking to her. And she's like, focus on you, not them. Like, they're not here. You need to not make excuses of why they said or did something. Like, how did you feel about it? Forget about why you think they did it. And that has been like, my biggest Achilles heel, probably my whole life, just not saying things um, to protect other people's feelings. So that was definitely a big, big epiphany um, that came out of therapy recently. And just something that I never really thought about. Um, I just always felt like I don't even know. Like I, I, what she said was a hundred percent true. You know, if I think somebody's going to be uncomfortable with the discussion that I want to have about how I felt about something they did, I don't have it. And I just let it go. Or if I start talking about something and they seem uncomfortable or they get upset, then I'll let them change the subject. And that's not good. Um, So, and it's with more of my personal relationships, not with colleagues or anything like that. Um, So, yeah, therapy, go. We all need therapy, especially after surviving quarantine and COVID. Um, You need therapy. Like, that was a traumatic experience. Um, We've all had traumatic experiences throughout our entire lives that we don't realize have affected the way we are right now. And it's good to have someone help you face those things and overcome them. Um, It is hard to dive in and realize certain things that have happened to you that have changed your life, but it will make you a better person for you. Definitely 100%. So like I said, I found my therapist on Therapy for Black Girls. Um, Do you have to have a black therapist? No. If you're black, do you have to have a black therapist? Not necessarily. You have to find who you're comfortable with. So sometimes people may feel comfortable with 
someone of the opposite sex or someone of a different, you know, that's not uh, black or not white or not Hispanic. It's just who you click with. And, you know, my previous therapist, one was white, one was black, both female. Um, But even my black therapist, I did not connect with her as much as I do with my current therapist. Um, So, you know, that is why I reached out to find someone new and it just worked out like she's amazing. Amazing. Don't ask me her name because I'm not going to tell you. Go on therapy for black girls and you can find someone that fits your needs and you may have to go through a couple of therapists to find them, but you know, do your due diligence and do your research and figure it out. So the last thing that I'm going to touch on is a new term that I've been hearing on different podcasts, on um, different people's social media posts, and it is called imposter syndrome. And imposter syndrome, according to the internets, people think that you are knowledgeable or that you know things and you don't believe that you know as much as they think you know. Now, let me tell y'all something. I have been in the education field working with individuals with special needs for almost 20 years, which is crazy to say. But I have, and I did not think I had imposter syndrome. I really didn't until I was applying for a promotion and sitting there thinking, if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. And then hearing about other people who are applying for this same promotion And thinking to myself, I'm probably not going to get this promotion because I felt like they knew more than I did. And so talking to my coworker who was encouraging me to apply for this position, he started listing all the things that I had done that he knew about because some things he didn't even know. And he told me to make a list and take notes of things that I have done that apply to this job. And then he gave me some, you know, other tidbits of information. Like, you know, this is about you not being modest. You're a very modest person. When you're doing an interview for anything, you can't be modest. You have to sell yourself and start talking about all of the things that you've accomplished. Like, don't go in being modest. And so in my head, I'm like, I'm not being modest. Like, I've all I've really done is just talk. Like, I'm a teacher. And so I did what he said. And I started to make a list of all that I have done. And my goodness, y'all, like... Over the course of 17 years, I've done a lot of stuff under the education umbrella where I'm like, what? Like, I did do that. I did do this. I do have experience with this. Like, just writing that list out was so beneficial to me. 
Um, it built up my confidence. It made me realize how much I really do know. And to be honest with y'all, I don't really realize how much I know until I start talking about what I know. So when people ask me questions about um, anything to do with autism, I spit out answers so fast. Anything to do with behavior, anything to do, like, I know it. And when I'm in those moments, I'm like, damn, I really do know a lot. But when it comes to my job and talking about my job with people, it's easy But inside, I'm still like, I'm not at the point where I'm ready to be in charge of schools or a group of people. Um, I wasn't confident about it until I made that list. And it was one of the most overwhelmingly powerful things I've ever done was write that list. And let me tell y'all, I am very confident about doing this podcast, something new. I'm very confident when I was doing that blog. I didn't care if anybody read it. I didn't care if anybody listened to this podcast. I was confident that I could do it and I was going to do it. And if no one commented or praised me for either of those things, I didn't care. But I believed that I could do it. But in my regular job, I did not feel that... I knew enough to be in these um, supervisory positions. And when I went in that interview and I started listing everything that I did that would qualify me for this position, I there was an air of confidence in me that I never had before in any situation, not in sports, not in my day-to-day life, not on this podcast, not in writing my blog. I was so confident in that interview. And let me just say this. They asked me a couple of questions where I fumbled the answer. And Because I was so confident, I just threw in a couple of words that I knew that they would understand, but I never answered the question. I know I didn't answer the question. And then I actually changed the subject to talk about something else that I did know, and they were still impressed. So do I know if I got this promotion or not? No, I don't. However, I don't even care if I get it. Because I have a new attitude about my abilities to be in those positions. Not, and if it's not where I'm in my current employer, then I'm okay with going somewhere else. Because now I know that I can do it. I have the background to be able to help people in a more uh, administrative way. And I'm unstoppable now. And so I just wanted to put that out there because I had never even heard of imposter syndrome, like I said, and never thought that I had it until I wrote out that list of my accomplishments. So if you are thinking about applying for a promotion or a job that is, you know, 
higher ranking than what you are in right now, I employ you. Look at the job description and write down everything that you have done. Write it. Don't just think it. Write it down. Everything that you have done inside of work, outside of work, um, conferences and things that you've gone to, classes that you've taken that qualify you for that job. And I guarantee it will build your confidence because sometimes we forget about all that we have done because we just do it. And I will keep y'all posted and let you know if I got this promotion or not because... Yeah, your girl is on cloud nine and feeling super confident and is excited about it. And the last thing that I'm going to talk about today is my new hobby. So if you follow me on Instagram, you know that, well, let me say this. If you follow my plant powered and fit mama Instagram page, you know that I am trying to be a better skater, roller skater. And so my friend Jasmine and I started taking classes. We kind of had like an impromptu conversation about it one day. She started taking classes, told me about it. So I joined her for a class and had the best time in the world. It was amazing. And so I, of course, of course, Kingsley in the background. Um, But I started taking classes, ended up buying some skates, started practicing outside, watching YouTube videos, taking my lessons. And I have found like a legit community of black women who skate in the Houston area. And it has been so fun um, just learning and getting better. Um, Take that risk, y'all. Find something that you've always wanted to do that is easily accessible because I also want to get back into snowboarding, but I live in Texas. So, you know, you got to pick your battles there. Um, So obviously I can't just be snowboarding out here in the Texas flatlands. So, um, you know, I've always wanted to skate. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm skating and it's so fun. It is so fun. So if you have a hobby that you have always thought about doing, go for it, do it, get involved, follow some people on social media, watch some YouTube videos And just take that dive. Like, don't be afraid. I mean, I've fallen. I am not embarrassed to wear my wristbands and my knee pads. Um, So, yeah. And the one thing that I will say um, that has kind of taken a back seat because of my skating is my workouts. Um, You know, time is very limited for us uh, here in our household uh, with Kingsley. So, you know, especially on days when I'm working, either I'm going to skate or I'm going to work out. Um, just because, you know, I want to spend time with her too. So, um, what I've done is just try and fit in little mini workouts throughout, 
um, the day, um, but I haven't. I have not planned a workout and completed a workout in a while since I started skating. So um, just figuring out my schedule and working that out um, is going to be my next battle. But I'm going to I'm going to get it. I just needed to kind of find my footing. Ha ha ha. Um, pun intended with my skating. So, um, now I think I have a pretty good schedule. And once I find out my work schedule, depending on if I get this promotion, um, then, you know, I'll have to, have to pencil my workouts back in, but I have been having a great time skating and therapy and just this new journey in my life has been amazing. Um, lean into anything that you are thinking about doing, whether it's starting a business, starting a hobby, starting to work out, changing your diet, um, reaching out to people who maybe you've fallen out with in the past, apologizing to some people. Just do it, y'all, because life is so short. Um, over the past couple of years, I've had a lot of loss, as have other people, and it just puts into perspective just how much, how little time um, we have here. So make the best of that time and develop your relationships and take care of yourself. And until next time, um, well, before I go, I do want to say stay tuned to some wonderful episodes coming up. Um, I've already done a couple of interviews that will be um, posted in the next couple of weeks. And I am excited about the interviews that are coming up um, that I have yet to record. So keep an eye on my social media. Don't forget um, that if you do know someone to just send them my way and much love is appreciated to each and every one of you who listen to the podcast. Um, this is something that I really wanted to do for a long time and just took the dive to do it. Um, and I've enjoyed it. I mean, it's not work to me. I'm having amazing conversations with people who I know and love and who teach me things. So it's a win-win for me. And yeah, yeah. Take care of yourselves and stay tuned for next week when we meet some more amazing guests. And that's a wrap on another amazing episode. I know that you were just as inspired as I was after listening to that conversation. And to let us know how we're doing, don't forget to leave us a review, like, share, and follow the podcast. Also, make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at The Black Girl Blogger and check out our website, www.theblackgirlblogger.com. And the most important step, make sure you share the podcast with someone you know and tell them to share with someone they know. And if you know someone who has an amazing story to tell or if you yourself would love to tell your story, Leave us a message on our website or any of our social media platforms so we can reach out to you and have you on the podcast. 
Until next time, peace out.